Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's so much that happened in Paradise that it was very difficult to move past. And even after the show, I think we had a lot of difficult times. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. Did that voice sound familiar? Oh yes, it's the dulcet tones of Jared Haben, the peak point of the most dramatic love triangle on this season of Bachelor in Paradise. We've heard from Ashley Iaconetti via FabFitFun, Snapchat, and Cosmopolitan, and so much more. And we've also spoken to Kayla Quinn about her own part in the experience. And now, finally, Jared speaks. We got to talk to Jared today about what it was really like to be Jared in Paradise. And he had a lot to say about his friendship with Ashley, his frustrations with the drama during the season, and his relationship with Kayla. There's so much. But first, another interview. Yeah, we're going to make you wait. So we recently chatted with two stars of another, sadly now canceled, dating show called Coupled, um, which we were big fans of. We talked to Ben Rosenfield and Lisa Rotundi, who met on the show, and they actually caused drama by ending their then-show relationships to couple up and stay on in Anguilla together for the rest of the show. And they're still dating. They talked with us about the vagaries of fame and romance, keeping their love aflame after the cameras go away, and what makes for a good reality dating show. Take a listen. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having us. It's like couples kind of like the less misogynistic version of The Bachelor. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of why we're interested in in talking about coupled sort of as it relates to The Bachelor franchise. Um, but first, we want to hear a little bit from the two of you. Like, why go on a dating show at all? Why don't you start? Sure. Well, <laughs> you know... I've had been dating here in New York City for the past like four years and it was absolutely awful. Ran into a lot <laughs> of crazy characters and I don't know. I just thought, why not go on a crazy experience and go to Anguilla for six weeks and, you know, just explore what could possibly happen? I was in no way thinking I would actually find someone. I was like, I don't know, like that's crazy who actually meets someone on a reality TV show. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful experience and I'm, of course, so happy that I went. Yeah. So, you know, for it took them about six months because they, they approached me in June of last year to do the show and to apply and to keep going through. And I didn't never wanted to be on television. I never wanted to be famous, nor did I ever wanted to go 
to be known as a reality dating show guy, right? <laughs> so, you know, it actually took some prodding on behalf of a couple friends. And I also have a friend named Yanina that was on a show called uh, Love in the Wild. And she actually won the show. And she met the love of her life. And she was the one who kind of reached out to me and said, Ben, you got to do this. You're a great guy. You're going to, you know, you, you have this experience. You, you, who knows what's going to happen? And I think the way to get on a reality show really is to say no a million times to the producers. Then they want you more. <laughs> oh, my God. Because that's all I did. It, and it wasn't until I had to take a trip out to L.A. around February, around January, January where I had to come here for work, uh, come to Los Angeles to launch the the app superhero.co and uh, they ended up saying hey you know what we'll cover your cost to fly out here come meet with us do like a test shoot and and see what happens right and what ended up happening is at the end of the end of the you know two days that I was there one of the producers put their hand on my shoulder and, and said like Ben you were made to do this show all the <laughs> all, all you know all the men are going to want to be you and all the women oh, are going to be with oh, you it's such producer talk well, wait but they also from what Ben told me they told him it was like The Bachelor that he was going to be the only guy and have all these girls to choose from. So right. then oh, when so he showed up and realized... differently. Co- yeah. Completely. Like, I didn't know that there was multiple guys on the show until I got <laughs> off the plane in Anguilla. <laughs> what? All I knew is that when I sat, when I walked onto the plane, I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, that guy's kind of a stud. Uh, oh my God, that guy! That guy looks like a single guy in his mid mid to, mid to late twenties. That kind of looks like he has it together. Oh, there's all these guys by themselves on the plane. What's going on? And so then as they're like cattling us into uh, or corralling us into the the, the the car to like drive away, that's kind of when we realized what oh the show God. was about. Or that oh I feel like that could have taken a much darker turn, like if it were an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something. You're like, oh, my God, <laughs> there are hundreds of us. Hundreds. <laughs> well, you never know. So but what ended up happening is like we didn't really know the format of the show before well, we were told all we knew is that was Mark Burnett. It was going to compete with The Bachelor and that um, it, it was going to be a dating show in some tropical place. That's really the only thing that, that we knew. And the reason why I did it was because who uh, like I'm very experiential myself. Like I spent already two, three months out of the country this year. You know, I spent a month in Australia, I spent a month in New Zealand and like I like experiences. So, you know what, this is just another thing to kind of put and talk about. And then I thought, well, you know, maybe there was someone as crazy as me that was chosen <laughs> as well to be my counterpart on the show, right? Because, you know, they, the way they cast it was, it, it, it wasn't a, it, like it, different than The Bachelor, or different than like even you know, like Bachelor in Paradise, which is essentially The Bachelor. You know, it, there's, it's, there was a different level of, I think, human being that was chosen. Uh, the, the stories and the careers and they had, I think that there was just more backstories and, and mm-hmm. people were less dramatic on, uh, as, as people than they were on, than what they choose for The Bachelor. And so you got to, I think the best part of the experience for me was actually connecting with the other cast members. How was it pitched to you, Lisa? Did you know a little bit more information about what you were kind of walking into? Not really. They really would 
wouldn't give us much of anything. You know, they said there's going to be like 12 to 15 girls, 12 to 15 guys. Um, everybody's like, you know, they said all the guys are great. They have great careers. They're so handsome. Like you should see them without their shirts on. <laughs> the, my casting agent was like, yeah, my favorite part of my job is like, okay, take your shirt off now. Um, so yeah, I was really excited. I was like, wow. I mean, I've never why flexed not? so hard in my life. Though. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you know, it's like, we date around New York City, like hoping to find some catch. And it's like, you know, all right, somebody did all the work for us. They handpicked 12 quality guys for us to choose from. So I was like, oh, why not? Yeah, really. Why not? And you got yeah. to like go on a vacation, basically. Oh, it's amazing. It looked beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of amazing to me whenever we talk to people who go on these dating shows. That's always like what the women say is like, dating sucks so much. <laughs> why wouldn't? I let someone do half the work for me and just see what happens. And in a, in a like tropical that's how place. much dating yeah. sucks for women. <laughs> it's, like, it's so bad. It really hardly felt like dating. It felt like we were in some sort of sorority fraternity house, all living together and just like having fun together. And you know, it takes the pressure off of dating a lot more because you're just all there, kind of having fun together, hanging out by the pool, going to the beach, and you know. You know, we had our alone time, but a lot of the times we were doing group excursions and all hanging out together. So you kind of get to figure out like, okay, like we can hang out alone. He's cool to hang out with other people too. You know, it's, you know, some people are difficult to hang out with other people and maybe you connect better when you're alone. So it was good to see like how you guys interact when you're alone, when you're together, um, when you have 12 cameras in your face. So one thing that that came up on the show, um, especially for you, uh, Ben, is that we, we see you guys discussing really serious issues that will affect you in your life, like politics and religion, um, things that maybe don't come up in really explicit terms on shows like The Bachelor. Were you encouraged to have conversations like that or um, or was it just something that felt really organic for you? I, I felt like uh, we weren't as produced as what, you know, Batch and Paradise is, right? Yeah. Like I feel like they're like kind of pushed into dramatic moments. Whereas like Alex, uh, when I asked her to come to uh, the villas, the villas, with us. Thank you. <laughs> the villas uh, with me. It was like I, I had only talked to her for about five to seven minutes, and we connected kind of on kind of one main thing that connected us both, which was Louisville, Kentucky, and. I really enjoyed it, and I was attracted to her, and I thought, you know, I was ready to go down kind of the route of, like, figuring out if there was a relationship with her. But she, like, had it—it was more her that had it in her mind that she wanted to have this conversation of what kind of man fit into her life and her world. And when we had it out on, uh, you know, kind of going back and forth of what our political views or religious views were, it was very natural for her to want to— to, to do this. And I, you know, I have a background in, you know, in being political and having these views and understanding the differences between what the two parties mean. Like I was having kind of a high level conversation with her or thinking that like we can like come to certain terms. And then I'm realizing midway through the the conversation, she had no idea what she was talking about. That she's getting like her all her views are coming from one source, Fox, Fox News, which, which is ridiculous. She gave a lot of shout outs to Fox I News. I know, yeah. which is insane. And 
uh, that like it, and what was really funny was that I was you know my argu- like argument with her was supporting kind of the woman's right to choose what to do with her own body and she was supporting the right of the government because it's it, we live in this religious Christian nation and I just thought that was unacceptable and so in in with her kind of kind of pro- I guess pushing to have that conversation I mean I think it was for her so like I don't think she really wanted to go on have this experience with me she kind of wanted to also go through and meet other guys so I think it was also for a, her for her a way to kind of show the separation between her and I yeah but I also I, I actually enjoyed seeing that because to me it's like if you go out on on a date with anyone that you don't know well like Politics comes up. Religion comes up. Like, I don't know, if I go on a first date and then I figure out that person's supporting Trump, I'm like, you know what? We probably don't have the same worldview, and that's fine. But, like, we're probably not going to have a romantic connection here. But and that I, doesn't mean it couldn't work. You know, you just have to kind if of you're be supporting, able, if, maybe, Are you telling me no. if you support Trump no. right now, no, no, no. it is it's not Trump. going to work? I <laughs> promise you I'm that. Leaving Trump out of this, yeah. I just mean, like, if you have different political views, there's a way of figuring it out. Like, okay, you feel this way, I feel this way, but we can both respect how each other feel about it. And, you know, it doesn't really have to be that much of, I don't know. It just, for me, I don't really care if you think something differently than I do, I can still respect that you feel that way and know that I feel differently about it. Oh, you totally. Know? I think it totally depends on what the issue is and who the two people are. But I do think that on The Bachelor, we see this sort of false world created where like those things are irrelevant to a longer partnership. So I just enjoyed seeing that exchange because I thought that was something that like in real life might come up and might be something that you either that you you know come to ahead about at some point and you either decide like this is something that we can work through and come to terms or it's or it is a deal breaker and both situations are okay but to pretend that like politics and religion and worldview don't matter when you're looking for someone seems really weird and that's always been something that's bothered me about the bachelor franchise and i found that to be a real um difference in coupled. Yeah, I, and I wish they did it more. I wish they focused more on the politics and the religious conversation because there was there quite was a lot there was, more there was of a it lot than of it was even shown. Oh really? really? Yeah. Like we had a lot of Catholic beliefs and a lot of virgins and a lot of <laughs> <laughs> It was a super it seemed like a super uh diverse group of people. Yeah, it it was. It definitely was, but I feel like it wasn't really it wasn't really shown. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit of it discussed more like directly to the camera, I feel like, but not so much shown discussed yeah. within the group. Um, which was because whenever things were discussed within the group, that was kind of my favorite part because it made it feel like a very sort of lively almost like scripted show, but just in because it was so everyone was so well spoken and thoughtful and funny. And that's something we do also don't yeah. see on, on a lot of reality <laughs> shows is just a lot of like really smart, cool smart people conversations. having good conversations. And that's well, something you know why? That because gave it's, us. it's boring. I didn't think it was boring. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, yeah, we like. You know what we should co- have is a TV show of smart people <laughs> having conversations. I'm pitching it. I, I guess that's know. why we have podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about couple being canceled? I'm kind of sad about it. You know, I, I enjoyed doing it. 
uh, more than I thought I would. Um, it feel, feels I feel kind of bad for the producers of the show because I think it was well done. It was a beautiful show, and I think the cast was great. But I don't think that like I knew like while I was filming while we were filming it, you can realize there just wasn't enough drama. <laughs> like there, it wasn't highly dramatic. Like you look yeah. at Paradise, you look at Paradise, and like every episode, every minute, there is someone going behind someone's back. Someone's like it's the same formula. You go on a date, you make out with the person. You come back. You make out with someone else. You make out, yeah. You, you, you question who you're with. And then all of a sudden, someone new comes by. And guess what? They're going to steal your girl, right? And coupled. Isn't that what you did? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you guys had some of the only drama. Yeah. And so you really That's what part. I was thinking. I was like midway through the show and I'm thinking, how do they even have a TV show out of this? Like the only <laughs> thing that's happened is the Ben and I switch. And I'm thinking like, all right, maybe like other people have stuff going on that I don't know about. And, but And we no. got berated, berated in Twitter. Like, and watching, in our, and so, uh, watching Bachelor in Paradise last night, it was granted, honestly, the first time I've ever seen it. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking how much people hated that I broke up with Taylor and started dating Ben on the show when I'm watching all of these characters on Bachelor in Paradise it's like switch inc- it up like it's, it's incestuous. every second, you know, and I'm thinking like, why, oh, why is it not a problem? I used incestuous to refer to, to that once and everyone was like, um, they're not related. And I was like, <laughs> like, guys... You relax. Can use, relax. Use, I know they're not related. Um, no, it is very. It, it, yeah, that's the whole point of of the show. I think that's the whole point of dating too. It's like yeah. I kind of felt like what I was doing was normal. Like if I was here in New York City, I meet one guy. Okay, we're dating, and then maybe I happen to meet someone else that I like more. You yeah. know, and that's just life. And then know? on a show like this, often people say, "Oh, well, but like you wouldn't date a guy's roommate." But like. That's the point of the show is that you're all dating. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, and maybe you would if if you liked that guy enough, if. Well, that's good the to know. The situation was right. <laughs> if, sure. if you meet Ben's roommate and he's right. really good hot, thing. You, you know, that's right. Good thing. Leave your options open. Yeah, good thing I leave alone, right? Yeah. But, but like, for ex- like on a show like Coupled or Bachelor in Paradise, if you all showed up and then the first day you were like, well, all these dudes are roommates now and we're all roommates so none of us can date anyone that anyone else here has dated even once then there would, <laughs> then be, would be no over. show well that's what I found to be such an issue okay so like all of, all of the girls start in this place called the bungalows and you know it's kind of like a sorority house there all the girls are bonding and stuff and you form connections with these girls but then the guys come and you're like oh well she likes him so I should back off but like no you're there for yourself you're, this is a dating show you know you're like trying to find love and you don't do that by finding friends you know, if I wanted to find a friend, I'd go on a show called Friended or something. But like <laughs> I was trying to get coupled and I wasn't going to let, you know, what one or a few of the other girls felt about one of those guys get in the way. You know, it's like yeah. if I felt a connection and he felt mutually about it, then why not explore it? You know, and it's like you're kind of doing them a favor in yeah. a way. If they if they, that guy doesn't feel anything for them, then like why pursue it? Yeah. And and that clearly worked out for you guys. So. Mazel tov. Um, <laughs> Before going on Coupled, had either of you watched The Bachelor franchise at all? Not I a single episode. I had never seen it. Wow. The first wow. time I actually saw The Bachelor was my last day filming Coupled. So it was kind of like <laughs> we were all on ice, which means that you can't speak to anyone. It was basically like our helicopter scene day and um, nobody was allowed to speak. So they would separate the girls and the guys and 
Alex from the show, she was going crazy. She needed to know what was going on with The Bachelor, Ben season. And um, so one of the producers, she was like freaking out, like, oh my God, like, is Amanda still there? Like, whatever. Um, so one of the producers got their laptop and we were all sitting in one of, one of the villa rooms watching The Bachelor. And this is the first time I'm seeing it kind of while we're filming a similar show. And I'm thinking like, I'm like, I see her mic pack, you know, like stupid <laughs> things like that. But um, yeah, it was my first experience watching it. And I don't know, it kind of made me realize that we were actually filming a reality TV show for the first time. I don't know. You're like, oh, yeah. wait, we're making something. Yeah, right. People are going to see into this. On the 30th day of filming. I finally good. realized. Yeah. I'm like, this is what we're doing. We're not just on vacation. Yeah, that's something that I always think about when people on the show say that they've never watched it before. And I'm like, I feel like there is a different level of awareness about what people are going to see of what they're doing. I feel like I should have watched it before <laughs> I went on it. So I was like a little bit more aware, you know? Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I think everyone on Coupled actually came off so well. It was yeah, that was maybe the the problem with Coupled. They didn't right. they didn't cast. Any I know bones. every time there was conflict, it would like work itself out yeah. in a really natural way. Yeah, You're like, like oh. come on, like <laughs> the, the big conflict, I guess, was Alicia and Alex. Um, at the yeah. end, and and even that, like compared to what we see yeah. happening on, it was the like Bachelor. nothing. It, yeah, it, it was, I really don't. I've don't even know how they made three episodes out of that. Well, <laughs> and so I guess the conflict that is playing out now that's a little bit similar is Ashley, I, and Kayla. It's really funny, actually, because mm-hmm. Alex, she's one of my good friends to this day, and, you know, she calls me and she's like, oh, my God, the same exact thing that happened with me and Alicia is going on on Bachelor in Paradise right now. <laughs> she's like, I'm Ashley and she's Kayla. That's crazy. It's not even close. I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't really think it's the quite same. the same thing. <laughs> I but, don't think it's the same. But I, I, but do, I, I do think that the the level of conflict is similar <laughs> in the way that it's like, why are they both so upset? Well, Alex's well, whole point was we have the same ugly cry. <laughs> true, true, true. Also, but, like both kind of darlings, I think of the viewers. Yes. Um. I think a coupled was the Alex show, right? I mean, she, it, it without she's with, good on TV, she really. With, is. with a little with a little media training, I think she'd be really, really entertaining. She's really cool. She's cool. so entertaining. Oh, she's so entertaining. She's Worked entertaining. professionally in media. Well, no, on she's the on the radio. That was like a little shade right there. <laughs> you know what? That, it was actually a compliment. Well, you know what? <laughs> she's amazing on the radio. She's amazing in real life, and I think she would do even better on TV. That's my opinion. Yeah. But, like, maybe she she just needs to work on the ugly cry. <laughs> well, hopefully. Amp hope, it up a little. Yeah, hopefully yeah. When she, if, she, if she ever <laughs> makes it. That's her trademark now. Well, hopefully if she ever makes it to real TV, like, she's not crying on TV. Right? <laughs> I mean, Ashley made it her thing. You know, that can be, that can be a <laughs> whole be career her, now. Her brand. Is ugly crying. Whether or not she meant to do that or not, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But. <laughs> now, Ashley does it on purpose now. Um, she does it on after shows. She does it like before anything even happens. <laughs> so that can be your whole. I mean, what what do you guys think about Ashley versus Kayla? So I actually like Ashley, but I think it's because it's entertaining. You know, I yeah. think Kayla is very robotic and 
maybe not as genuine as she actually does appear to be. Like she kind of seems like the sweet girl who actually does care about Ashley feeling upset. And she's like, okay, maybe you should go talk to her, you know, and stuff. But I, I just, I think it's all an act. And it also just reminds me of some of the girls I was on the show with that really wouldn't let them tr- their true selves out because of, you know, like my family's watching this or, you know, like what about my job at home? You know, so it's like maybe she maybe Kayla would be perfectly fine on a booze cruise in real life. But on TV, she's like, no, 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 I have to be a nice girl, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, like, who anyone really is on a reality TV show, you know, like, yeah, leaving the show. I had doubts about Ben. I was like, I don't know if this was real. You know, like we were on a reality TV show. Like, who knows? You know, like who knows what's going to happen? So you can't really say anyone is genuine or not genuine or it's it's a TV show. And, you know, we don't know who these people are in real life. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's why it's hard to watch someone get piled on then for not being genuine enough because it just seems like exactly what you're saying like how can you really how do you really qualify that to begin with so before we wrap up um do you guys have any other last thoughts on coupled bachelor your guys's experiences obviously you're still together so unless you have an announcement you'd like to make right now (laughs) so that worked out really well for you guys how how are things going? You don't live in the same city, right? No, we don't. So it's difficult. Um, we see each other. Probably once a month, but for like when we see each other, it's like for five to eight days in a row. Yeah. And it's we just, it's fun, good. fun things together. We go on little trips. This weekend we went camping on the Delaware River, which Ooh. I loved. Ben got eaten alive by mosquitoes. He, he, was, <laughs> yeah. he was not as worst. much as a happy camper as I was, <laughs> but it, it was fun. Yeah. It's complicated, right? Like the way that we met is kind of kind of magical. You know, we have like, yeah. you, you know, we have a, this huge production that we can like if, if we work out, if we make it. Yeah, we can look back and and say, uh, wow, this is kind of how we met. And and now we're just trying to figure out how two people that wouldn't normally have ever met each other can see if they can make it work. We also have very little in common. Like, (laughs) (laughs) we do, we do. But I don't necessarily think that, you know, two people have to share all the same values or, you know, beliefs as one another to make it work, you know, like... I loved going camping. It's not for him, but but, but he compromised, you know, and he, yeah. and he came and he fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the things we do for love, yeah. right? You know? It's still so new, yeah, too. Poor. You know, it's like we yeah. spent a month and a half together in fantasy land. And, you know, it's kind of like, how much of that is real? I came home and I was like, do I really like him? I don't know. (laughs) I I had a flight to Chicago and I got nervous, so I missed my flight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's like a redo of the the ending of Couple. It's like, oh, no, she's not coming down the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's like, kind of like, do you ever have a relationship on vacation? Like a vacation girlfriend or boyfriend. Like a yeah. summer fling um, that you met on, on vacation that it's like it started on a Tuesday and ended on a Thursday kind of yeah. thing. Well, it got super I'm not smooth then. enough to have ever had one of those. But yes, yeah, like, it, it, it started off like that for like 25 days in a row. And then it was like it wasn't real. It was real. It wasn't real. It, we were in, it was reality. <laughs> 
but and then we got to figure out if it worked in the real right. world. Right, it was and a very yeah. particular setting, and that's what we're and that's what we're trying to figure out now yeah. is how to how do we work in the real world. It was really great having you guys on. Yeah, Thanks so thank much you for so much us. for like diving into all of this stuff. With yeah, us. of yeah. course. I feel so much more knowledgeable about Bachelor now. Yeah, I'm like so, I might I'm actually. So sorry, start I'm watching. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have to take a little break, but when we come back, you'll finally hear from Jared, the man who launched a thousand mascara tears about the other side of paradise. Spoiler alert, it was sometimes pretty hellish, and yes, Ashley had a little something to do with it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy, it's so warm, it's beautiful, it has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, 
keto, vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time, and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic. Also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for 3 weeks and it was 
so helpful, just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. We were so happy to have the opportunity to chat with Jared about his experience on Paradise this season. Now that he and all of us have had a chance to reflect on his crazy love triangle, in which, to refresh your memory, his ex and good friend Ashley turned up and revealed she still had feelings for him, and also she thought his new love interest Kayla was a backstabbing bitch. Our conversation revealed a man who as you might expect, is very thoughtful, even-keeled, and kind, but who clearly had some things to unburden himself about this season. Take a listen. Thanks so much for being with us today. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we wanted to start out by asking the the obvious question. (laughs) Which is, are you relieved to finally not have your face on TV every Monday and Tuesday night? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's stressful watching the show back. I wish I could have more fun with it, but, um, you know, you go through these experiences and all these, you know, emotions are very real. And uh, every time you watch it back, you kind of relive everything that you went through while you were there. And so it does cause a lot of stress and difficulty. So, yeah, to say I'm relieved to not see my face every Monday and Tuesday, I think might be an understatement. <laughs> Yeah, we can imagine that that might be a little bit tough. So would you say that watching the season as it aired was, on balance, a pretty difficult experience? I would say, um, you know, I think it was a lot of different things. I think it was difficult. I also think I'm very lucky to have the opportunity to go through an experience like that. Um, But... um, I think it's also a lot of fun watching it back because there's a lot of wonderful moments that I got to experience while there. And um, a lot of me, you know, I made a lot of great friends. And so kind of reliving some of those moments, some of the lighthearted moments that I made it maybe had with Nick or Vinny or even, you know, Kayla and Ashley at times, um, Emily, um, you know, I, those are the moments that I look forward to watching the most. But there's also obviously a lot of uh, stressful moments and uh, far more emotionally invested times in paradise where it's far much more difficult to watch back. Yeah. I mean, somehow two seasons in a row, you've sort of found yourself at the center of some emotional uh, drama. Do you feel like what viewers saw this season was an accurate representation of what went down while you were there? We, we obviously know that so much footage just gets left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. You know, I think, that's a hard question to answer in all honesty. I think, um, you know, while watching the show back, I think the way that it's shown is they, you know, they attempt to get the overall feel of what happened 
while you were there. Um, you know, a lot of people say, to, you know, that the editing process can make people look a certain way. And I don't really necessarily believe that. I think obviously, of course, there are things that are, you know, blown out of proportion and very dramatic interpretations of what happened. Um, you know, like Ashley wasn't always crying right behind Kayla and myself anytime we're having a conversation. So um, <laughs> those are some of the things, obviously. But, you know, I do think that they try to get the overall feel of what exactly happened. But, you know, it, it's hard because while you're there, um, you know, it, it's it's very real. Um, it's very emotional. But, it, you know, obviously they're you know, it's a reality television show as well. So I'd be lying to say that, you know, there aren't things that happen while you're there that are very frustrating. Yeah, obviously you're you're in this sort of locked box situation with a bunch of producers in your ear. So, yeah. Is there anything in particular that you look back on um, that happened during Paradise um, that you felt really frustrated by at the time or in retrospect? Um. Yeah, you know, I think... I think obviously I was frustrated by a lot of things. You know, Ashley, I think her approach coming into Paradise was very, something that was very frustrating towards me because I think one of the things that just a lot of people don't understand is that Ashley and myself do have this very um, strong friendship. And I think it was formed over the past year of really understanding one another. And um, I think that's difficult not being shown, you know, not having shown the type of relationship that Ashley and myself have. And so I guess I was most frustrated by her approach coming into paradise. Cause if I had any idea that Ashley was coming into paradise, even if it was a small percentage to either be with me or get over me, I would never have gone to paradise. So I think that was one of the things I was most frustrated by. Oh, wow. So you really had no idea that she would be there. So, I mean, I had an idea. So, you know, when I first got the uh, phone call about the possibility of me coming back to paradise, um, I was interested, but I didn't think I was going to go because I really had no, no desire going to paradise halfway through because I've seen how difficult it is to really try to form a connection when you come in late, um, when there's already been an establishment there for a couple weeks. And so, you know, obviously one of the, you know, one of the people that I wanted their blessings for even just considering going to paradise was Ashley, because even though we're just friends, the, you know, it's far different dating somebody back home than it is dating somebody on national television. So I knew obviously Ashley would have to watch that. And I know that, you know, might be awkward or difficult for her. And so I think when we first started talking about it and she was, you know, I think one of her biggest hesitations about me going on was that she couldn't bear this. Like she obviously knows that I'm dating and hopefully at one point in my life is, you know, is going to find someone to fall in love with, but she just didn't want to watch the process of that happening and me going on paradise. She would have to actually physically watch that. And then, you know, we talked a lot about it and, and then she obviously got a phone call about the possibility of her going on. And so, she was more understanding, um, you know, the more we talked and we both decided that we need to make, you know, this decision individually and that if we went, we would, 
you know, we were very much aware that we would be going for other people. And I knew that she had an interest in Wells and I had mentioned Kayla to her. Um, and so, you know, and then she, <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of funny because she, she would told me that she wasn't going um, because, you know, she, well, she told me that she wasn't going, so it would give me an opportunity to try to form a connection with somebody without this cloud looming over me of, of Ashley coming and possibly causing any type of drama, which in all honesty, I wasn't really that concerned with at the time. Even if Ashley was going to come, I wasn't that concerned about drama ensuing because we talked about us going to paradise. We knew we were going to date other people and she seemed fine with it. And I was fine with it. And I honestly thought everything was just going to be okay. And I remember even talking to Nick while in paradise because Nick is, you know, really good friends with all of us and he knew Ashley was coming. And he, he told me, he said, listen, don't be nervous about Ashley coming. Like the only way this becomes something is if you make it something because Ashley's coming knowing she's dating other people. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm fine. This would be great. And then of course, Ashley got there and found out Kayla went and kind of lost her mind. Right. It, it didn't, it didn't exactly end up drama free, unfortunately for, for all three of you. Um, it seemed like a pretty tough experience. Yeah. And since Paradise has been airing, Ashley has spoken up quite a lot about what went on between you, herself, and and Kayla. Um, but you seem to have mostly stayed out of the media fray. Why? Why is that? You know, I think it's difficult talking about what happened in Paradise while the rest of the world is seeing what was happening. To a certain extent, obviously, because like we talked about, there's a lot of things that aren't shown and there are a lot of things that were said that don't make the TV edit. Um, and so people see a very shortened, blown out of a portion, dramatic version of what actually happened. So it's, it's hard to, for me personally, to really try to articulate how I felt during a certain time when people don't know exactly what was happening. Um, and so I guess that's why I kind of stay out of the media frenzy for a while, especially while it's airing, because I am so attached to what happened in Paradise. And even though it was, you know, two months prior and I had moved on to a certain extent, watching it just makes you re relive all those emotions that you went through and makes you, it kind of just puts you right back where you were in Paradise. And so it's very difficult to talk about. And so I think that's why I decided to maybe just, um, you know, let Kayla and let Ashley talk about how they felt and what was happening. And, um, you know, when the time comes, I'll be more than happy to speak my mind. It seems like you and Ashley are still pretty close. Um, yeah. Is that is that true? And how are you and Kayla now? Uh, yeah, Ashley and myself are still friends. I think while the show is airing, um, I had a lot of, you know, obviously in Paradise, I was very frustrated towards a lot of things Ashley's, you know, Ashley said and did, and like I discussed her approach and her, um, you know. Uh, unwillingness to try to, uh, you know, uh, move past myself uh, until Wells came, obviously. Um, and so, I mean, it's hard because people don't get to see that. People don't get to see the conversations that 
I have with my friends about what was happening um, in paradise and then after paradise. And so it was a very troubling time for a while between Ashley and myself. And um, I had a lot of frustrations towards her and she had frustrations towards me. And, um, you know, we had a lot of very difficult and long and hard conversations. And, um, but, you know, we kind of talked through everything and I, you know, I, I'm still friends with Ashley. Um, I still think that she, um, is a very kind person who is very emotional, um, and over the top and dramatic. But I do think that a lot of the things that she tries to do are with the best intentions. Um, I just think Juan Paradise, she, uh, you know, went too far. That's pretty much what it is. And Kayla and myself are still friends. And so, you know, I think with Kayla and myself, once we left the show, I think honestly, um, there was just, there was so much that happened in Paradise um, that it was very difficult to move past. And I think we were for a while. Um, and even after the show, I think we had a lot of difficult times. Um, there were some nights where it just, it, it was causing us so much stress to be together in terms of some of the conversations we had to have and, and some of the things that incurred, um, that, you know, it just, we didn't have a strong enough foundation to kind of hold all the weight that was coming down upon us. And that's what really happened. And Kayla and myself are still friends though. Yeah. I mean, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think all, you know, you've both been incredibly kind and um, diplomatic about each other, which is really nice to hear. It's, it's almost watching it back and trying to think about the situation you guys were put in. It almost feels as though you were put in a situation in which anyone would have had a really difficult time building a strong foundation for a relationship. There wasn't really the space for you two to kind of explore that without the interference of a lot of other forces. Yeah, I would agree. I think that we just were unable to straw, you know, build any type of foundation in paradise. And it was difficult because, um, you know, I think Ashley, um, like I said before, um, was way too dramatic in paradise and overly emotional. And those are the things that I'm really frustrated at. But, um, you know, as I mentioned on after paradise, I'd be lying to say if she was the only one coming up to me while in paradise telling me, listen, you know, we don't think Kayla is really into you. Um, so just, you know, don't invest too much into her. And, um, you know, I obviously listened to my friends and wanted to take their advice. Um, but I also really liked Kayla and I wanted to just go after Kayla. And so that's what I pretty much did. And, um, whether it worked out or didn't work out, Kayla was the girl that I still wanted to go after. And, um, you know, no matter what happened, I'm, I'm glad I did because I took a chance and, um, you know, I'm proud of myself for doing that. Yeah, that's kind of the name of the game, and that's that's what that's Ashley dating. did last season, and that's also what dating is. Yeah, and and sometimes you just have to go for it. Um, and I, I know you know that you and Ashley are still close, so we're we're not trying to get you to, um, you know, spill a bunch of nasty dirt or anything. But um, <laughs> just to be clear, but I'm I'm curious because you mentioned that you told her that you were interested in Kayla, and she 
mentioned on the show quite a few times that she asked Kayla as a friend not to go out with you. Um, did you know beforehand that she had had that conversation with Kayla? No, no, I did not. And so that's one of the things that really was um, difficult hearing in paradise. Like you said, I think that the three of us were really, I think it was the worst situation that could have possibly happened. Um, because it, it was just a collective storm of horribleness. Because um, I didn't know that, obviously. And so when Ashley came in, you know, and, and Nick was on the date. And so she pulled me aside just to try to get, like, caught up on everything that was happening while she was gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, I was very open. And I said, oh, you know, this happened, that happened. Kayla came in yesterday. She asked me on the date. We had a good time. And then when I said that, I could see Ashley's face start to boil almost. And then I started thinking in my head what I, I immediately thought to myself, no way this is happening. Like we talked about us going to paradise, dating other people. I have no idea why she'd be upset in any way, shape and form. And so I said, listen, why don't you talk to the girls? Because that's always the best way. Like anytime a guy comes in, the guys will kind of huddle up and talk to each other and the guy will be like, all right, what connections have been made? And we'll kind of talk through things. And then when a girl comes in, the girls do the same thing. So I told Ashley, listen, why, you know, I kind of caught you up on speed. What happened? Why don't you talk to the girls, figure out something, who you can take on the date, you know, and then we'll catch up later. And so I left. And then uh, like an hour and a half goes by and still we don't see the girls. I'm like, what's going on? And so finally, I think it was Amanda that walked up the stairs, Amanda and somebody else. And we said, hey, what's going on? Where is everybody? She was like, oh, Ashley's crying. And I said, Ashley's crying? Why is Ashley crying? And she's like, I'm not sure in all honesty. And so I went downstairs and I saw Ashley on the day bed. And so I sat next to her and she's crying, asking her, what is the matter? Why are you so upset? And then she obviously said, listen, like, you know, a week ago, I was talking to Kayla and she said she wasn't coming to paradise. And she said she would never take you on a date. I said, well, how did that topic come up? Why was I even brought up? And she was like, we were just talking about who you'd be interested in. And I thought that she might be interested in you. And so I said, like, oh, would you ever go on a date with Jared? And she said, never. And so I think Ashley just felt um, really uh, surprised that Kayla was even there, one, and two, that she went on a date with me. And she felt, quote, you know, like she said on air, backstabbed by a friend because Kayla had told her one thing a week later and then obviously did another. Um, but at the same time, that was one of my frustrations towards Ashley is that, that Ashley had no right to ask or even allude to the fact of Kayla, please don't take Jared on a date because that's not Ashley's place. Ashley is my friend. And if Kayla wanted to take me on a date, I'm not saying she did. I'm saying that we did go on a date. and that's not Ashley's place to decide who I can go on dates with and who I cannot go on dates with. That makes complete sense. And since the show has aired, both Ashley and Kayla have talked a bit about how they've kind of learned and, and grown from their experiences on Paradise this season. Do you feel like you've taken any lessons away from the show? Uh, yeah. Don't, don't think... date on reality TV. <laughs> That's yeah, an acceptable lesson. Um, you know, I think anytime you go through these experiences, um, you do learn a lot about yourself and you are able to grow from some of the things that not only learned you, but, you know, 
not only that you learned about yourself, but the environments that you were put in, um, the situations that you had to deal with, the decisions that you had to make. I think you do um, grow as a human being from this experience. And, uh, you know, those those are things that I'll always take away from having the opportunity to go on The Bachelorette in Paradise twice. Um, I think this was definitely the most uh, stressful uh, season that I, I, I've had to endure through just because I think I was frustrated at everybody. In all honesty, like I just said, I, I was frustrated at Ashley because of her approach coming into paradise. But I was also frustrated toward, towards Kayla because why would you tell Ashley a week beforehand that you would never take me on a date and then take me on the date? Um, and so I think I was just kind of upset at everything at that point. And so I think one thing I've learned through this third season is to um, stick to my convictions and to trust my gut and um, yeah I would say that's what I put the most I think that's a good lesson coming out of paradise <laughs> yeah I think it's something a lot of people need to learn before they go on reality TV or after or just in life <laughs> yeah or in life uh, you know going back to the bachelorette we actually so, so we haven't had you on the show before um, so we have to ask, um, how did you end up on The Bachelorette to begin with and start this whole crazy journey? So, actually, uh, my good friend, uh, Crystal, she nominated me. So, it was, I forget, you know, a couple years ago. It was the summer before The Bachelorette. Um, and so, we were out one night, and I was kind of going through this time where um, I was not on and off with this particular girl, but I really liked this particular girl. She wasn't reciprocating that much. And I was, we were out one night and I was just kind of talking about it. And without even telling me, she went online and just signed me up for the bachelor. She always told me I should sign up. And I never saw myself as a bachelor type. You know, I'm not, I'm not six, four, you know, or, or two twenty. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of a normal guy. So I never even I never watched the show and I never even crossed my mind to be a participant on the show. So she signed me up one night and then I got a call a few months later from an LA area code and I don't know anybody who'd call me from LA and so I just let it go to voicemail and then <laughs> You're like, voicemail. What's this random spam call coming in? Yeah, I was working and uh I saw you know I get the area code now, but and I was like, Oh, I don't know who this is so I just let it go to voicemail. And then I checked my phone a few minutes later, and my friend Crystal was blowing up my phone with text messages saying, the bachelor's trying to reach you. I signed you up. It's a long story. Just call them back. <laughs> wow. Said, they okay. really wanted to talk to you, like, immediately. <laughs> so, well, they, apparently they called Crystal because she gave her number, two and said, we're trying to call your friend Jared. The guy signed up, but he's not picking up. And so I called them back, obviously. And they said, you know, this is ABC Bachelorette. We're, we're looking for Jared. We're trying to get to know you a little bit better. Would you want to go through this casting process? And I oh said, sure. <laughs> I said, sure. Why not? I'm not going to get on the show, but like it, it oh. adds, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool experience just to say, yeah, you know, I was considered to go on the bachelor. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And That's how course, they get you. you know, <laughs> I guess. Right. And so step by step, you know, after like going through this casting process, after, you know, for months, um, they finally called me and said, listen, we want, to, we want you on the show. We want to send you an agreement. And then, of course, you have to make the decision of whether you want to go on a reality television show or not. Because um, that's obviously a very big decision. 
And then talking to my friends and family, they were, you know, obviously all agreed. You'd be an idiot not to take this chance and go on it and see what happens. Um, you know, cause they had faith and I'm very lucky to have a great support system. And they had faith of me sticking to my character and, and uh, sticking with my gut and trying to represent myself the best way I could. And, um, I got, I got really lucky cause I had an awesome bachelorette and I had a lot of great guys surround myself that honestly made me a better person. Um, and so I, I was super lucky. Yeah, I mean, we we loved that season. Yeah, you got you got to spend a lot yeah. of time in Ireland. <laughs> so much time. Yeah, so many sweaters. Ireland was incredible. Uh, <laughs> never got to go there before. It was funny because Sean Sean Boutis, um, he's Irish too. So him and I would always like cheers our Guinness glasses and be like to the <laughs> homeland. Um, and uh, yeah, I just got super lucky. You know, I mean, the guys on that season just the greatest men you'll ever meet with Sean and Ben H and Ben Z. And, and, and Nick and uh, Cupcake and, and Tanner and JJ just, I feel bad calling them Cupcake. Chris, Chris <laughs> Strandberg. Um, well, people know who you mean when you say Cupcake. And if you say yeah, Chris, they would They would not have any idea. That's the sad thing. I know, but he's he's just the, he, he's the sweetest guy you'll ever be. No pun intended there. But I'm bunch. But yeah, so I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys. So super lucky. Got to go to Ireland. Um, it was a, uh, pretty crazy crazy experience yeah i mean it seems like i i assume it was kind of life-changing all of a sudden you're you're this public figure that's got to be weird yeah it's it's very weird i remember um you know when our when our names first got released the local the because i live in rhode island so the providence journal um uh posted on their website uh my abc official picture and said, <laughs> said, said if anybody like I'm, I was like I'm, I was on the FBI's most wanted list. It was like, <laughs> if anybody knows anything about this man, please like email dot dot dot. His name is Jared. He's 26 and he lives in Rhode Island. And I was like, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> um, it's just weird having, you know, people like having somebody post a picture of you and saying, if you know anything about him, please let me know. That's a very oh intimidating God. thing. And so, um, yeah, and just having, especially on The Bachelorette, like just for the first time going through it, having so many people talk about you. Um, it's, you know, and you have no participation in the conversation at all. It's just a very weird um, experience that I've I've been lucky enough to kind of uh, acclimate to now and uh, not really, um, you know, indulge in any anything. So. Yeah, at a certain point, you you have to be able to tune it out. For example, I no longer read our iTunes reviews. <laughs> I'm kidding; I read them all. Um, yeah. So, will you be will will we be seeing you on any Bachelor shows again, or are you definitely hanging up your roses at this point? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm hanging up the roses. I mean, I I I, I would I wouldn't go back to paradise. You know, I thought. You know, I had a great chance this this past summer um, to really find a, a connection again. Um, I was there the first day for the second year in a row, which I was extremely grateful for. And, um, you know, it just didn't work out. And so uh, Paradise uh, didn't go as smoothly as I would hope this past time. But, uh, you know, 
what's done is done. And so I think I'm hanging up the roses. That seems that seems fair. And, yeah. and it does seem like you've you know taken away some really strong friendships from this whole franchise, including Nick, who is now the new Bachelor. How how does that feel? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could be more excited about somebody being Bachelor, uh, except for myself. Uh, <laughs> <Bachelor>. <laughs> he's uh, he's a good man, and um, you know he's a good friend. And I mean, I was there at the announcement, which was crazy because he didn't tell anybody. And so we were just standing there, and Michelle on the After Paradise show was like, "Here's our new Bachelor." And so you know, I'm standing next to like. Kayla, Wells, and Ashley, we all kind of turn around just expecting Luke to walk through the door, and then here comes Nick. And oh, I my God. Myself, I remember thinking to myself, where am I? Wait, this is, <laughs> this is, this is a prank. Because they did the same thing last year where right before they announced Ben as The Bachelor, they had Nick sitting down on the couch. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, so and, and then so they I'm were thinking, like, you're not The Bachelor, are you? And he was like, no. <laughs> Yeah, and so I'm thinking they wouldn't do that two years in a row, would they? That's so weird. And so then he sat down and started answering questions about what it's going to be like on his season, and then it started to sink in. And I was like, holy hell, Nick V is going to be the new Bachelor. And I couldn't be more excited. He's uh, he's a good friend. I've been lucky enough to get to know him pretty well over the past couple of years. And um, he... Uh, uh, I, you know, and I said this in Paradise too. I enjoy the friendship that we have because I think Nick and I, myself, are are very different. Um, but I actually enjoy that because I, I think that we have um, great conversations and and we're just, I think, like we're on different spectrums. And so I like that we meet in the middle a lot of the times. Anytime we hang out, and, uh, and he is truly looking for somebody. And I'm super excited to see the girls that come out for his season. Because he, as we've seen in the past, you know, his, his type is, you know, kind of big personality and, and somebody that, uh, you know, girl that's, um, you know, isn't afraid to give it back a little bit. And we've seen that with Andy and Caitlin. So I'm excited to see what type of girls come out from Nick this season. And I think he's going to be a great bachelor and he's going to be entertaining and um, should be fun. So I, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm yeah, really, we're, we're really pumped for we're Nick as the We're excited to see the women who get cast. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good slate. And I think they're going to be really excited once they finally meet Nick. Uh, he, like, in person, he's got this very, like, he just, like, I don't know, he's got this swag about him. I think they're going to be very <laughs> happy with, with The Bachelor choice. Yeah, we we've been lucky enough to meet Nick a couple times for the podcast, and we hopefully someday you'll come back in person to recap with us next season. Um, yeah, and we can to. we can meet you as well. But yeah, yeah, we would love to have you on the show. A delightful again. presence, <laughs> um, and and you've been delightful over the phone. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us about your paradise experience with us today. Yeah, we, we really, really appreciate it. And this has been great. And we, we do genuinely hope that you come back in person next season to talk all about Nick and you don't have to talk about yourself at all. That would be Unless you wonderful. Want to. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> you can talk about why it should have been you and that, that'll be fine. No. no, 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 no. They picked the right guy. Nick's going to be awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jared. All right. Thank you so much, ladies. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. 
Thanks to our guests, Jared Haven, Ben Rosenfield, and Lisa Rotundi, and of course, our producer, Nick Offenberg. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps us climb the iTunes chart so other people can find the show. We're also on Facebook, so please like us for random, fun Bachelor updates. You can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emily Rose. Or you can send us an email, even in the off-season, at heretomakefriends at huffingtonpost.com. Thanks for listening to our bonus episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a candle burning in the window. We'll be back before you know it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. Podcasts.